Welcome to uh, the latest episode of a brand new chat. Um, today's guest is from Harare, Zimbabwe, and he was educated at St. John's Prep before he actually went on to Falcon College. After an impressive display at the under-13 Craven Week for Zimbabwe, he then moved to continue his schooling in South Africa. Whilst at St. Stylian's in Johannesburg, he played basketball as well as rugby, and then went on to be selected for the Golden Lions in the under-18 Craven Week. He's represented Zimbabwe at youth level in both 15s and in 7s, and at the beginning of this year, he was signed by French club top 14 powerhouse, Clermont Auvergne. I'd like to welcome Tabani Maguranyanga. Tabani, thanks so much for, for jumping on. I really appreciate it. I assume you made it through the preseason all in one piece. You were in the, the 22 jumper this past weekend against Cast in round two. Um, so how's the new season started and, and how are things at your new club? Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, it's been a blast, honestly. Um, to be 18, well, it was big enough to sign for the club, but then in the space of two months to be called out from the academy to, to start pre-season with the pros, um, that was something pretty big for me, especially considering that I was only thinking of, you know, being with the pros maybe in a season or two. Um, so to be able to learn from these guys now, from guys that I grew up watching, I don't think it's any better than that for an 18-year-old. It was a great experience being called up last week, even though I didn't play, just being called up, um, experience the atmosphere, the, you know, at the start of Michelin is, it's, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, I'm just enjoying it. Yeah, we, we all know what a huge team Claremont have been. I mean, their, their track record in the past sort of 10 years or so. They've, they've been up there challenging for just about every trophy. So it's a massive achievement in itself. And we'll, we'll get on to your, your time at Claremont in a bit more detail. But Tabani, I'd like to sort of yeah, go back to, to your early sporting memories, to, to the early days back in, in Zimbabwe. And, you know, you came from a, a sporting background. Your father, Gerald, worked as a, as a fitness trainer for the Warriors, the Zimbabwe national football side. And you began playing rugby at St. John's Prep. What do you remember about your time at the Prep? And obviously, you would have been under Coach Matthew Bundire. Um, was was rugby always your your number one sport? Um, so, like my earliest memory of sport isn't actually rugby. It's it's golf and tennis. So my parents got me into sport, like all sorts of sport, and I was very young: golf, tennis, swimming, and then obviously rugby. And I moved to the Prep. And some of my fondest memories of rugby still to this day, uh, you know, at the prep, um, day and night sevens, playing against Rizawi, playing against Magandi and Lofordia. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, and even just the relationships that I still have now with my friends from the prep and even my teachers and my coaches. Um, yeah, it's amazing stuff. Cool. So, and then when you got to Form 1, you went to Falcon College. So as a day scholar up until that point, can you like, you know, chat, chat through some of the changes you, you encountered as a young man moving from a day scholar school to a boarding school? What was that transition like? That was a very interesting transition. Um, I was okay with being away from family, but um, like everyone knows Falcon is it's a pretty tough school, um, you know, very strict and, 
the, the way I was disciplined there, um, a lot of the, the traits I have now and being so disciplined and being able to be a professional player now, I got those from Falcon. But obviously coming from a very relaxed, you know, setting, getting into that, the first month or so was pretty tough, but I honestly wouldn't change it. Um, it's made me the person I am today. And yeah, it was just different competing against all my friends who are still at St. John's or at St. George's or Peterhouse. Um, that was pretty interesting, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. So what was uh, more difficult for you? Was it adjusting to maybe the Falcon food or was it maybe playing that first <laughs> under 14A basketball or first under 14A rugby game against all your mates? I think it was just getting organized. Like everything is, you know, so set. Like, um, you know, at six o'clock you have to be awake and then at 6.15, you know, your beds are made room inspection so getting used to that um, was pretty tough because like I said before you know I was just always at home everything was so relaxed you know having prefix breathing down your neck all the time it's it's a big change yeah and like you mentioned you you're happy that you did it and obviously it's put you in good standing going forward so your first year at Falcon you were selected to represent Zimbabwe in the under 13 Craven Week tournament in South Africa in 2015 and you then moved down to South Africa very soon after that. So how did that move sort of come about from Zim to South Africa? And yet again, obviously, more adjustments. Was it a bit of a struggle at first, or did you just seamlessly fit right in? You know, it was a pretty smooth transition. Um, I had some family in South Africa already, so they really helped me. And I didn't feel like I was alone at all. Um, again, I had Nyasha Gumbo there with me, Tadio Mrewas, a lot of, quite a few of my teammates who played in that Zim team, who I went to school with. We all ended up at the same school. And then there were a few older boys, you know, Simba Gumbo was also there. So, yeah, it was, it was great because I, I already had people that I knew at the school. And then in general, South Africa, you know, the school's in a great setting, great neighborhood. It's a great environment. So everything was great. Yeah, so you you obviously went on to attend uh, St. Stidians in Joburg. And like you just chatted a little bit about there, you you obviously attended with fellow Zimbabweans, Nyasha and Simba Gumbo. You, you represented the Golden Lions at the Under-16 Grant Como Week in 2018 with Nyasha Gumbo. And then you went on to represent the Golden Lions again in the Under-18 Craven Week. In, in 2019, alongside fellow Zimbos Munashe Chaitezwi and Munashe Mere. So it must have been awesome to be in such a strong Zim contingent. Talk us through your, your time at St. Stidians and what it gave that maybe a, a Zim school might not have given you. And, and what was it obviously like playing with your fellow Zimbabweans? Jeez, um, yeah, St. is an amazing school from the facilities to the teachers and the coaches is just at a different standard. And the competition of just rugby in general in South Africa is so high. Like I remember I've been off the trials for the under 16 Grand Como. I didn't even make the like the A side. So the, after the first round, I wasn't even the A side. Um, in the second round, I was on the bench for the B side. So, yeah, there was just so much competition. And, yeah, eventually I made, and I was in the starting team, starting at fullback. But um, 
no matter how good you are, there's just so many other guys in your position who can perform just as well. So it, it builds my resilience up mentally, just knowing that there's other guys just as good as you, but it's about who's going to stay mentally strong. Um, and, you know, I think about back at under 13, Craig and Rick and the guys I started with and the guys who are still playing rugby now, I wouldn't say we're the most talented, but it's the guys who stay dedicated and the guys who stayed motivated who have eventually made it and gone pro and signed big contracts. Cool. And and just just on that, you know, you mentioned you got selected at, at fullback. What was your, like, first ever position? And, you know, did you change from maybe fullback to wing to centre? How, how did that sort of work your, in terms of your positional transition? My first ever position was actually lock. I remember my first practice at St. John's. They put me at lock. I was pretty cool. Um, and I started running around everyone. So they quickly moved me to the wing. Um, so I, was, I played wing until grade six, and I started playing centre a bit. And then when I moved to South Africa, that's when I started playing fullback. And yeah, now I play centre wing and fullback. At the moment, yeah, I claim I'm playing uh, on the wing, um, which is great because I get learned from, you know, Alvaretti, Raka and Damien Penel, both French internationals. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, some fantastic versatility there. That's uh, interesting to note in terms of what you might have started, you know, going up in a lineup, and now you're sort of finishing off the, the set pieces and scoring tries. So um, I'll go back to sort of um, age group rugby, Tabani. You, you played in the Zimbabwe under 18 seven side at the Capricorn uh, Group International Junior Sevens tournament. That's quite a, quite a mouthful, but you played at the tournament in Windhoek in Namibia in 2019. And you were also called up to the under-20 Sable squad. So I, I know it's very early and you don't have to say a hell of a lot, uh, but will there be more international appearances for the Cheetahs or the Sables in the future? Or is it just too early to say? I mean, like you said, it's, it's too early to say. Um, but what I can say, though, is as a kid, I've always dreamed of playing for the Sables. I think it's any Zimbabwe kid, as you grow up, you always want to play for the Sables, qualify for World Cup, um, especially this next World Cup coming up. You know, we'll play New Zealand, France, Italy. It's going to be big, especially if you do qualify. So, yeah, it obviously would be a dream trip in the Sables, but at the moment, I'm just focused on trying to establish myself with the club, um, you know, and just to grow and evolve as a player. Yeah, I think you're in the perfect place and we would all love for you to to represent Zimbabwe and wear the, the green and white, but time will tell. And I know that next year is going to be an interesting uh, interesting one in terms of the qualifiers. So we'll see. Hopefully we are playing New Zealand, France, Italy. That would be unbelievable. But I know a, a little bit away from rugby, Tabani, I know that you you played other sports at school. You mentioned tennis, golf. You also love your basketball um, and are an avid NBA fan. You also love your Formula One. You're a massive Chelsea fan. Tell us, tell us more about your love for these sports, these teams, some of your favorite athletes. Is it, is it an escape for you to, to kind of switch off from rugby and, and watch other sports? Or do you just never, never switch off from sport? So, yeah, my life is basically just sport. From the time I was young, it was just sport, sport, sport. Uh, like, I wouldn't watch as much cartoons until I had younger brothers. 
I would just spend my time watching sport or playing rugby or eight. And <laughs> now with the basketball, um, my grandparents played basketball. My one grandparent played for South Africa. The other one played in the States and other played in Europe. So because of that, I wanted to play basketball and I just fell in love with it. I was fortunate enough to be selected for the Junior NBA South Africa. Um, I became an all-star, represented South Africa at the Junior NBA Africa tournament and were champions in that tournament. So that was great. And then other sports like Formula One, um, I'm a petrol head. Um, yeah, I just love cars. <laughs> I love motorsports. Uh, when I was younger, my parents bought me a, a McLaren racing toy that was about a meter big and it was remote controlled and we used to go to the golf course and it was a big, uh, a big uh, car park and I used to drive that around. So yeah, that last book for sport that I that started when I was very young has just continued now and it's, it's just my life. If I'm not playing rugby, I'm watching Formula One or watching tennis like we had the US Open last weekend. So it's just all sports in general. Cool. We'll get into a few uh, more informal questions and we'll chat a bit more about sport. But you've obviously signed in, in January and you signed a pre-contract with French top 14 giants, Clément Auvergne. And we know that Clément are a massive, massive club and they've won the top 14 on a couple of occasions. We're runners up in the, in the European Champions Cup uh, formerly known as the Heineken Cup, in three of the last eight seasons. So, you know, the club's boasts the likes of Wesley Fofana, Morgan Parra, uh, All Black George Mawala, Fijian-born speedster, Alvaretti Raka, Japanese flyer Kotaro Matsushima, whose middle name is actually Munya Radzi, I think. And, yeah. you know, how, how did you hear about um, Clermont's interest in you? And, and what was the actual signing process like? I mean, this is a huge club. Please just sort of chat through how it all came about. It was very interesting. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people were upset. I was initially upset with, with COVID coming in. And I was going to have a big senior year of rugby. I was looking forward to it and, you know, it just went away just like that. So I know I already played Craven Week, but it kind of put me in a bit of limbo because I didn't get my senior year of rugby. So it was, a, it was a bit difficult to get contracts in South Africa. They were offering less contracts and focusing on South African-born players. So I, I spoke to my agent. I said, I'm not too happy with what I have in South Africa. Um, I'd like to go to France. And if I wasn't going to go to France, my other option is going to play rugby league in Australia. But I was a bit iffy about, you know, rugby league is pretty different at 15. So I just focused on, you know, playing, going to France. I got quite a few offers from, you know, top 14 clubs. And, you know, eventually my top two was either coming to Clermont or going to Lyon. Um, and obviously, John O'Gibbs coming in as the coach. There's so many great players. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm just going to be able to learn so much from these players. And yeah, ended up coming here. So a big thanks to Kara Sports. They, they helped me out a lot. And Halo Sports in Australia. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for your help. I mean, that's, that's like uh, the stuff of dreams. So, you know, you're there now, you're doing very well. And the season 
the season itself started on the 4th of September. And, you know, a couple of, I, I suppose, results that went or went against you guys, unfortunately. But how have you found that leap from, you know, schoolboy rugby, literally in, a, in the space of a few months, that leap from uh, schoolboy rugby to adjusting to professional rugby? What, what have you learned and, and what can you tell us about the, the, the sort of gap, uh, so to speak? Man, um, it's one big gap. <laughs> it's one big gap. Um, but one thing that did prepare me for it was from the time I was 12, I'd always been telling myself that at 18, I want to go pro. I wasn't focused on when I'm 21, 22, 23, I'll then go pro. No, the focus is always I'm working so that by the time I'm 18, if I get the opportunity to go pro, I'll be ready. And I was ready. You know, the opportunity came. Um, two three months I went from the academy to being with the pros and straight into preseason. it was a very tough preseason, but I held my own did well in fitness testing um, played two preseason games so yeah I mean it was just being mentally prepared and just putting in the work um, a lot of people wait for the opportunity to come you got to work before the opportunity comes so when the opportunity does come you're ready to grasp it with both hands and Fortunately, I was ready. Mate, it's it's unbelievable, and you know you've got a you've got a game this weekend. Like I mentioned earlier, you were on the subs bench last weekend, and and you go again another tricky fixture against La Rochelle. Um, so we'll all be tuned on on Saturday evening and for that one. Um, but Tavani, just we're gonna sort of end off as we come to a close. I'm gonna ask you a few sort of light questions. Um, some sporting, some not so sporting, but who was your rugby hero growing up, Tabani? I know you said you played a lot of rugby 08, so talk us a little bit about some of your rugby heroes. Jeez, it's hard to choose one. Um, I had two, because growing up, I sported, well, I adored both the All Blacks and the Springboks. So from the All Blacks, was Joe Rockefeller, he was amazing with that. Um, and then from the Springboks, there's Percy Montgomery. Um, he played with so much flair, great kicker. Um, so those two growing up were, were, my, were my heroes. Okay. And you've actually just missed uh, Joe Rockathoka. You could, you could have played against him. I think he was in the top 14, yeah. Uh, yeah. like fairly recently. But yeah, great player. Um, Tabani, what would you have done if you didn't choose rugby? Where do you, where do you think you'd be right now? That's a, it's a tricky one. Um, you know, speaking of where would I be, a lot of people actually think my father would have had me, you know, playing rugby and that was his dream. But he actually wanted me to, wanted me to run the 400-meter hurdles because I was always pretty quick from the time I was young. I did run a 10.6 in my final year of high school, so I qualified for, for the regionals in South Africa, but obviously COVID brought that to a stop. So... It would have been between running track, if I, you know, focus on track a bit more, yeah, or basketball. Um, yeah, just between those two. Okay. So, again, another sort of general sports question here. So, if you could have dinner with one footballer, one Formula One driver, and one NBA legend, who's all coming and why? Oh, footballer, I'd say Cristiano Ronaldo. Just um, his mentality. I, I don't think it's any better than that in football. Um, Formula One, Lewis Hamilton. He's, I mean, he's the greatest ever 
in a race the car. So Lewis Hamilton. And then basketball, that's a really tricky one. But since you said legend, I'll choose Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, he's he's the GOAT. His mentality when he played, there's very few who, you know, have been able to replicate that and do what he's done and become a champion like that. So those are my three. Cool. I like that. And obviously, you know, you met you said, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo's mentality is just up there, if not the greatest ever. And obviously, Michael Jordan, I know you will have watched The Last Dance, and that was just phenomenal in terms of the mindset, the you know, the desire to get better and and push everyone around him. So if if Michael Jordan is the GOAT, who are you saying is is the second best of all time? I'd say LeBron James. Um, his career isn't over, but already he's done so much in the game. And yeah, so he's, for me, he's second. Okay. Um, we're going to chat a little bit about uh, France now. So you mentioned uh, off air that you're doing a little bit of uh, French. You're studying some French. What is the best and worst things about French cuisine? Mm. The best would definitely be like the bakeries here in France are amazing. Like, it's, it's like heaven. <laughs> There's just so much to choose from. Um, it's honestly amazing. And the worst, um, probably be cheese. There's just so much cheese. Um, and I, I love some of the cheese and some of it. I just <laughs> I really don't like it. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Okay. And hopefully, you know, when, when John Gibbs is not watching, you can sneak in a couple of extra croissants. But... Uh, <laughs> My last question, Tabani, is obviously about Zim. And, you know, when you go back, I know that COVID's been around and changed a few things, but what would a normal week back home in Zimbabwe look, look like for you? So it's just pretty chilled whenever I go back home. It's mostly just about being with my family. So I wake up pretty early, five o'clock, six o'clock, and I have my first training session of the day. Uh, once I'm done with that, uh, my brothers would be awake, so I'll probably train with them. And then after that, we'll have breakfast and we chill, play PlayStation, you know, watch some Netflix. And then I'll train again in the evening. And then, yeah, I just spend time with my, with my brothers, my mom, my dad. And then on the weekends, I'll normally go visit my grand and, you know, some aunts, other family members. And, yeah, and there's obviously pizza Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, and 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 I I said that was the last question, but I'm going to ask you one more. Uh, Netflix, Tabani, what are you watching at the moment? Obviously, the Michael Schumacher documentary came out. Tell us what uh, what you're on at the moment. Speaking of the Schumacher documentary, I actually watched that yesterday. It was um, yeah, that was pretty good. Um, but I'm watching uh, Money Heist. I know everyone had been talking about it last year. I hadn't hopped onto the hype train and. <laughs> Now, I guess the, the hype finally got to me and I started watching it. I'm on season three and it's, 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 it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Cool. So, yeah, Tabani, thank you for letting me ask a few extra questions there at the end. But that brings us to the end of the chat tonight. I mentioned you guys have La Rochelle. You were telling me that La Rochelle have also not won their first two games. So this one is going to be absolutely massive. So we wish you all the best this weekend. Hopefully um, you can make your debut. We're, we're all incredibly proud of what you've achieved. And I know that 
a lot of uh, Zimbabweans will be watching the top 14 very closely. Um, next year is a big year for the Sables. Who knows what could happen, but for the time being, you've you've done your country so proud and, and we're very thankful that you've you've made the move and, and we'll be following closely. So thank you so much for your time, Tabani. Much appreciated. Thank you so much, Richard.